Welcome to Corporate Cornucopia, the podcast that's overflowing with business insights, entrepreneurial tips, and stories from the front lines of today's economic landscape. From the studios of the Kyrville Chamber of Commerce, I'm Mark Heiberger, your host. And I'm Noel Fenderson, your co-host. Over a hundred years ago, two Grecian strangers from neighboring villages came looking for the American dream. After a few years as a Main Street shoeshiner, Nick Terabikos met Jim Castaduas, owner of Jim's Tap Room. Jim's Tap Room would eventually turn into Jim's Place Grill as hand-cut steaks and Grecian delicacies made the menu. As for the rest of the story, we'll let a third-generation terrace take it from there Here's James Terrace, co-owner of Jim's Place Grill. All right. Well, James, thank you for uh, being a guest on our Corporate Cornucopia podcast this morning. And I wanted to personally uh, thank you and uh, Jim's Grill for being a member of the Cairoville Chamber of Commerce. So we're really proud to have you all as a member. And we're... um, very, very happy whenever you cater an event for us. It's always uh, kind of like an icing, a crown jewel to an event we have. So thank you for being a member and thank you for uh, for just uh, supporting us and, and being a part of the greater Cairoville business community. Much appreciated, Mark. Uh, we, uh, um, it's a pleasure to serve this area and serve the greater Memphis area. In Cairoville, we've been here for 15 years now since 06. Um, and here we are going on 16th year. So capping it with, uh, the end of last year, uh, 2021 was our hundred year birthday or anniversary, whatever you want to call it for a, a restaurant and business with the same, uh, ownership. And, yeah. uh, and here we are in Cairoville and it's a pleasure to be part of, uh, the community in the chamber. Well, speaking of the 100th anniversary of Jim's Grill, which uh, you just alluded to, can you take us back a little bit and tell us and the listeners how just a little history of how Jim's Grill got started 100 years ago? Certainly, it was kind of a uh, more of the American dream, you know, the immigration and the beginning of uh, the 1900s. So the first um, representative of the kind of the cloth fabric of Jim's place was a man named uh, Jim Katsudis. And Jim was a uh, kind of a mentor, really not a blood relative, but kind of a mentor of a similar um, area of Greece. Um, and he hooked up with a, a gentleman named um, Nick Terrace. And Terrace was Terabikos um, when they came from Greece. And uh, um, before the uh, the middle brother uh, George wanted to nationalize and southernize the name to Terrace, so uh, there were Terabico. So uh, the official uh, marking spot was uh, uh, 1921 Jim's Place Cafe, and it was in the basement of the William Lynn Hotel downtown on Monroe. So that was where Nick kind of got his. Um, his reps, so to speak, and learning how to become a American enterpriser and a business person where he could support um, his people. So Jim was kind of his mentor and it started there. And, um, the, uh, they call it a tap room here. And, uh, it, it's interesting. It was a, 
a cafe with a smaller version of what it was going to become. So um, the second brother was George, and and then my grandfather was Bill Terrace, and he was the third. And once they all kind of united, they had the the Jim's number one, they called it, and then Jim's number two building which was called Jim's Famous Steaks was the, if you've been to the restaurant, if you go down to the left in the middle pictures, it's uh that was on union. It was a much larger space and it was uh, across the entrance of the North entrance to the Peabody. And in the thirties, forties, fifties, Jim's place was the place. Uh, it was, it was a, it was an all day, all night, almost operation. Um, for, especially for the years uh, before, no, the years during and after the World War II, um, there was a lot of commerce and a lot of different businesses and people from all walks, um, and they were a they they were a very busy operation. Um, it was a, I mean, the the brothers took turns. Uh, living there, I, I would assume, um, as they had their own rooms and almost bedrooms and things. I mean, it was a, it was a all hands on deck, all eyes on the operation for 30 some odd years. So have you ever been, been over to Greece to where your great grandfather is from and how was that like? Yeah. You know, regretfully, I, I wish I'd have gone more. I've been, uh, I've been once, uh, Got out of college. I was at a graduate of College of Charleston, South Carolina. And some relatives of mine, uh, my cousins, um, Victoria, who went to Alabama, and my cousin went to Clemson. Evan wanted to put this group together and go see where, you know, Yaya and Papu came from, which is grandmother and grandfather in Greek. And I was like, you know, I'd never traveled much. I mean, I was like, all right, we'll do it. And so we went over in 99, uh, I believe, in a six-week voyage <laughs> pilgrimage so uh we went to athens we get the we ended up going to see where this village was um which was katohora was the name and uh ironically uh one part of the village there was this two-story house that was still the terabikos house and then down the road there was the uh i believe it was the uh my grandmother her house, which was hanging off the side of the mountain, dilapidated. So she, she was at the bottom of the village, I guess. But uh, um, the two uh, linked up as most were um, united in those days of uh, matrimonial um, uh, linkage. So they met and uh, they ended up meeting here. But ironically, they were near the same um, neighborhood, so to speak, in that area, rural area of Greece, um, lived off, uh, just, you know, before and in industry and things, they lived off land and did things the old fashioned way. So, uh, um, interesting Greece was, uh, it, such a melting pot, but, uh, yeah. So going there and, uh, was, was, uh, definitely something that, you know, we'll remember, but, uh, um, need to go back, see if the house is still hanging on the mountain or if it fell. Yeah. <laughs> well, to, to hear you describe everything you've just talked us through from, uh, the, the starting of, of Jim's grill, uh, 
a hundred years ago with the brothers and your great grandfather and the, the coming from Greece to, to the United States, as you said, being an entrepreneur, starting an American enterprise. And here it is today. Uh, I mean, you said earlier that, that back in the, I think you said 50s, 60s, 70s, Jim's, Jim's Steaks and Jim's Place was the place to be. Well, even today, Jim's Grill is the place to be for sure out here in, the, in these parts. Um, but really, it, to, to, hear, to hear you tell the story, it's like an American dream. And, uh, you know, start a business, start from scratch, pass it from generation to generation. And how have all of these people and all of this, this history you have, how has it shaped you today into the restaurant owner, entrepreneur mm -hmm. that you are? Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, it's a, to see something like that, um, that goes that long, there's usually an interruption or a completion of, of something like that. And it goes into its other directions of walks of life, walks of industry. I think, I think when you, when you have certain you know, passions and, and knowledge of what is successful, <clears throat> what has been successful, and then kind of what the future vision is it's just it, it just carries something that you want to continue um not everybody is uh most people i mean it probably aren't built to um be in a restaurant setting or a restaurant enterprise every day every minute and some people you know it it isn't for everybody but you know for me and 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 our group and, and carrying the terrorist name, it's just, uh, it's been a pleasure to see people rally around it and, and consider that a place of quality, a, pa a place of um, service, a place of, you know, a union of people, you know. So, you know, we, we, we've built it starting in 06 when we moved to Collierville from the, uh, the uh, house, so to speak, that was out on uh, Shelby Oaks Drive for years, which was my dad and the two brothers, uh, Costa and brother-in-law Angelo, Leolio, who all had food backgrounds. You know, they, they, Angelo was from Greenwood, Mississippi, and had connections to the restaurants, you know, the Crystal Grill. And, uh, mm. and then Leolio's, his side of the family, was in Florida, Pensacola, and uh, Fort Walton. So, you know, it was just a good union there and they carried it great from 70s and 80s out there in a sprawling restaurant and then that was kind of the modern um modern history of gems that a lot of the people in memphis can wrap their head around and then um things change and and people um move on but uh you know it was time for us to go to collierville so um just being able to do that and uh it's kind of surreal to look back and, yeah, you know, the third generation is supposed to mess it up. So, <laughs> you know, we, uh, I haven't, we haven't done it yet. Yeah, so maybe, gonna, maybe I'll have a chance here. No, I was going to say, it looks like you're, you're holding it together really, really well. Um, you, you just mentioned something. Who, who did you say had the affiliation with Greenwood, Mississippi? Mm -hmm. It was, uh, so my, um, 
my father and brother's sister, uh, Tina uh, Terrace, married uh-huh. Angelo Leolio. So the Leolios, and he had cousins, the Ballas family. And a lot of those uh, people were, I mean, they lived in Mississippi, uh, the <clears> Delta, <throat> and then mm-hmm. um, also had relatives on the coast. And you mentioned the Crystal Grill. Yeah. Have you ever been there? Oh, absolutely. It's been years, but yeah. I have too. <laughs> when you said that, I, I you know, I don't <clears throat> I don't know that too many people from around here uh-huh. could ears perk up when they hear the word Crystal Grill in, in Greenwood, Mississippi, but I, I have uh it's I, I've been several it's times. It's been around and yeah. it has its legacy and its traditions it, it, and uh it has a following in that part it of does. Mississippi. Just similar, not so, not similar to your restaurant, well, yeah, but it but has a definite absolutely. Uh, following. So yeah, there's a link there, and uh, yeah, absolutely. What's it like working with family? <laughs> um, I think it's a pleasure. I mean, it's uh, when we started, uh, and when I got into it, it was the three of us that opened it. So <clears throat> Jim's Place East was going through its changes, and Angelo had retired. And, uh, and Costa, it was, and they were going to get out of that location and they did, um, their own thing in East Memphis. And, um, um, you know, the three of us who was my father, Dimitri and my brother, Sam, um, they had talked for years about opening another place, opening another place. And, you know, I didn't know if I was going to come back into this, you know, out of college, I was, you know, going to go, am I going to go into banking? Am I going to go into sales? Did all that, worked in food service industries. Um, my brother was in the golf business. So we ended up just linking back up with my dad. And uh, Andy of Jarris, our, our good friend and realtor at the time, said, I want to show you something. And it was the, you know, the Houston Levy Galleria. And I'm driving out there like, okay, well, well, <laughs> I'm from, like, I'm in the city living. I'm like, well, all right, we're, I get the, okay, we got two thoroughfares, but I don't see where we're going to, is this the future? Well, he was right. It, it is, the, it was the future. So, um, but working for family with family is, uh, I mean, everything has challenges and, uh, you know, at the beginning we had, it was the old school way. It was, you know, my dad's standing in this part of the kitchen and then, you know, Sam's out front, my brother, and he, you know, he's the, I call him the little general. He runs mm-hmm. the front. And I'm kind of the link in the middle between the two, you know, holding both sides down and doing, you know, so that went on for a few years. And as we grew and grew, we needed management. We had to get out of the old thinking of just having the family run it. You always have to be there. But um, my brother had, you know, he was married, had kids. Um, my father's getting, you know. So I ended up kind of taking the, the, the reins of the day-to-day here, you know. Um, my dad's 77, and my brother has his own businesses. So um, I'm kind of the one rep, you know, I'm the, the face man, I guess they yeah. say, front, back, side to side. So working with families, I think, easiest now. We all, we, my brother and I kind of joke about it and, you know, it's brothers in the same building day to day. I mean, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's, um, I think it's a blessing that we have our, our space, but we also have, you know, can look at the business at different angles internally, externally, what we need to tweak, what we need to improve, what we need to fix, what we need to, you know, so I think it's great to have a, you know, a good crew of, you know, 
with me that's not blood related, but yeah. it all feels like it because you're all in it for the common um, goal every day, which is to you know serve the public. When you mentioned your realtor, uh, Andy Abjeris, mm-hmm. is, is he related to Doctor Abjeris? Yeah, he is. Yeah, Doctor John, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I know Doctor John very well and a good yeah. customer. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, how, how important is it to you to 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 keep the Greek heritage as a part of the restaurant or as a part of the the flavor, if you will, of the of the menu? Yeah, I think it is important. You know, it, it's interesting. Jim's place always had um, a Greek touch and Greek. Um, cuisine influence um it was never what i call a a totally just a greek restaurant is you know there's been a few in memphis um um milo's tavern and, and you know a lot of the greeks though were influenced by so many things just like a you know any kind of cultural you know it's just like uh a lot of the delta food a lot of the coast food seafood even Creole, Cajuny, um, all sorts of dishes. There was always the hand, though, that kind of guided it. Was my grandmother Bessie Terrace, who you know, a lot of the traditional recipes, um, and all the ladies um, from Greece. There's a famous book that the Church put out, the Greek Orthodox Church, that's had many amendments, which is called its uh, its Greek to me. I think that's the name of it. Yeah, and there's so many touches of cuisine from different areas of Greece that were influenced that were brought over here for all sorts of families. So it's just, it, there, there's a lot of intricacy to it. It's not just, uh, you know, it's interesting food. Um, so we, we dabble in that, you know, it's very, you know, it's a, a lot of that food's a labor of love. You don't just pop the, you don't pop the oven on and, and, and throw in the, uh, frozen you know this is this a lot of the food is intensive a lot of it's from the land a lot of it's from the garden a lot of it's from the of the old way they did it um so the hints of that menu you know yeah but we still have you kind of touch everything though you know well you know until i really started (laughs) consistently going to gyms out here in Cairoville, getting to know you a little bit I had always thought of of Jim's Grill and even Jim's Place as good old, just the best steak in town. Yeah. And kind of a place where you go and do a lot of business deals and a lot of people meet and, you know, make things happen in the the Memphis metro area and have great steaks. So until until I kind of got to know you and kind of got to look looking and 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 at the restaurant from different angles I, I always envisioned it as a great steak place you're right and i, I appreciate it um it, it is and, and jim's place has always had um what i call kind of a cut a cut above or a cut you know equal to you know marketing wise jim's place was always kind of the it was always this best kept secret steak place uh if you go back years and years and uh it never was wide marketed um or branded out as Ruth's was or Fleming's and all the ones across the country uh, you know that we know but uh 
and there's great places in town, of course, that have been around for a long time in Memphis. Um, I think a lot of that was uh, people, even people that were in those businesses or started them had always known about something about Jim's place and uh, um, the unique way, um, you know, we still grill on open flames and we still grill on oak and hickory and we still um, age a steak a certain way. It's, uh, it's, it's unique cause it's kissed by the flames kind of thing. It's a, uh, it's a uh, sear that's fire. It's uh it's funny. Some people, <laughs> we always are educating or trying to get through to the customers that not every cut is just going to be in a broiler, you know, where it just is brown or kind of yeah. beige or <laughs> whatever. There's crust and some people don't understand the crust and, but they learn yeah, <laughs> or we try to teach them, but uh, it's just the way we've always done it. And the people that like it, it's they, that's what they want. And that's the following we have. How, how do you, um, I mean, when you go to Jim's grill, um, over and over and over year after year after year, even though you may tweak some offerings on the menu, the, the quality of what someone comes to expect is the same. I mean, the, it is consistent every time you go in there, the service, but when I'm, I'm specifically talking about the food right mm-hmm. now. How do you, I'm sure there's transitions of people somewhere mm-hmm. along the way. Mm-hmm. How do you keep that level of quality of the food year after year, season after season? And I'm sure there's some personnel changes going on. How do you do that? You know, it's, um, first mm-hmm. of all, you have to be there. <laughs> I mean, the the old adage of a restaurant owner or anyone that's had success, if they're not at their place, inconsistencies begin immediately. Purchasing certain things, substitutes, less this, get more for that. You know, we try to stick to a plan. And if we want to tweak a plan, it's to tweak it for the better. So we're always constantly trying to, it's improving. So how do we keep doing it? It's just we know what we're we know who we're dealing with. We know the product we want. Um, they're not, you know, the vendor side and the supply chains now are, you know, as we <laughs> in this last year has been a little tricky. That doesn't mean that um, they're throwing you curveballs, but you have to watch. You have to see what's in stock. You have to, um, you know just follow the trend and follow the quality. Yeah. Um, and there's no other way to do it. There's no shortcut. Um, personnel does change. It doesn't change too much. We're probably a restaurant that has probably lower turnover. I know for a fact, cause I know other restaurateurs and I know the ins and outs of staffing and right. <clears throat> we have people that have been around. Um, and then those people, the next wave has been there, you know, it's not a two week deal and there's not a ton of rotation on the main, let's knock on wood (laughs) that they don't. Um, but, uh, there's not a lot of rotation on the main line, so to speak. Uh, we try to commit to the, we give them, if they commit to us, we commit to the, 
to the quality that they need and expect for their life and wages and and stuff, you know, that that they need. Yeah. And it locks them into a duty and a comfort level knowing that when they come to work for us, you know, that they know the expectation I think that's required. Um, And if we have to tweak and improve, we do it, you know. Um, We were talking earlier right before we actually started the podcast, and I mentioned that I can't think of a time, it's, it's rare, that I've ever been up to your restaurant and didn't see someone that I know. But the other thing that I didn't mention, I can't think of a time that I've ever been up to the restaurant that I haven't seen you there. You you just talked about that a second ago. You said you have to be there. Yeah. But I I honestly don't know that I've ever been up there for a to-go order or to sit down and eat in the restaurant that I haven't seen you moving around, greeting people, hanging around the bar, hanging around the cat, whatever it is. I'm lurking. Yeah. Always lurking. But you're always there. And- my managers tell me, uh, Brandy, my great GM, um, who took uh, took uh, over um, Jack Rinkas' place a couple of years ago, she uh, she jokes and says, "Will you please get out of here? Because I'm always lurking. My day off, I'm there. You know, what are you doing there? I need to go, and then I don't go." <laughs> but but uh, I mean, you you mentioned earlier that you're you're sort of the face of it, maybe, and then yeah. and then and then yeah. you're always there, but where I'm kind of going with this, it, it is kind of an important, it's kind of become a, a component of going up there. You, you go up there, you expect mm-hmm. a good meal. We, I don't think everybody expects to, to, to talk to you, right. but they, ex- it's kind of like, Hey, I, he, yeah. he's here. Hey, you know, you get to say hi. And there's a, there's a personality to the place as well as a great, yes. a great experience is where I'm going. Yeah. And that's, you know, and I don't, <laughs> and you obviously must enjoy it. Oh yeah, I mean, I—that's the thing. I do. Um, if I didn't, I, I would not be there. <laughs> I mean, there's days and there's weeks where you're like, okay, I've I've kind of done my limit here. I, I'm about to burn out, you know. But you know, it doesn't take long to rejuvenate or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it is. Uh, <clears throat> I, you know, I don't want to be a centerpiece of the restaurant by any means. But if you're there, if the owner's there, it kind of gives you. It gives everybody a little bit more confidence. You know, it's a whole aura of. Uh, the customer can feel more at home and even the doubting Thomases and the, you know, the grumpies people, <laughs> there's not a lot of them, thank goodness. Um, but you know, it's a tough world and, uh, not everybody, um, has the best of days and when they go to go out to eat or whatever. So sometimes you can bring in troubles and sadness or whatever. And, you know, you, you're, you don't want to set the table for the for a failure. Now, I mean, we're not perfect. We've we've messed things up. I'm sure. I know. But I hope to think that they're few and far between. And you know, if you're not there, and if your people aren't there watching every inch and every move of everything that's going on with delivery, with lighting of the restaurant. The you know we just redid our front dining room, which I think is tremendous. Mary Catherine, my mother, was instrumental in pushing it forward with my brother and me and father, and we just had a vision to change that front dining room, which had just become so. We just needed to do something, so we divide it up a little. We give it some spark. We give it some beauty. Give it some panache, and you know, still functionability to where now the people are comfortable. Um, 
you know, if if you don't want to see Mr. or Miss someone, if you're a customer, and now you have the little wall that <laughs> Yeah. In the in the days before the room, you know, until here recently, people are like, oh goodness, they're you know, they're you're all in the same room and you can't, you know, escape. But uh, well, it also gives a as a customer, it kind of gives you the feel of there's a sort of a dining area over yeah. here. There's kind of a bar dining area over here. Oh, there's um, tons of people. There's different yeah, areas. Yeah, there's different areas. There's the lounge. A, there's the right. room behind the bar for events or for business meetings or just private, you know, regular dining. <clears throat> we have such a – we have a large group present and some in the past that have gone on, unfortunately, but um, that only knew what I call the left side. When they walked in the doors, they just – it was the left. You know, it was right into the, the gym's place uh, – cheers uh deals right so right they never even saw the other side so uh yeah it's definitely it's a place for all uh all desires and all comfort levels well you you've we've kind of talked our way through from from greece mm. to downtown memphis tennessee main street Cairo or main street memphis tennessee mm. to shelby oaks drive to Cairoville. And um, how, how do you, are you, is Collierville what you thought it would be? Has Collierville turned out to be as good or better than anything you could have envisioned when you moved here? Oh, I think there's no doubt. I think, um, I think it's exceeded. Um, you know, when we looked at this <clears throat> initially, uh, I mean, there's always the unknown. You know, there was not a ton of different restaurants um, or, you know, hospitality events or whatever. They're, they're just, you know, it was a, it was a risk, but it was an easy risk. Everything's a risk when you, you know, you're going forward to do uh, an, a venture, but um, no, Collierville. And what, what's interesting about it is it was a, you know, people didn't, didn't kick the doors in um when we opened it was a we did it very kind of deliberate you know very quietly and then this thing started you know each week each month each year just kept growing and growing and i think that's good about it you know it's not it, it's where we're supposed <clears throat> where we're supposed to be um and people always want you to all right it's time to expand it's time to expand it's time to do another location. It's time to do three more. It's time to do this. Mississippi, downtown. I mean, it's just, sure, but um, I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I mean, yeah. James Terrace is kind of going to do what he does, and let's take care of where I am. I all, I'm flattered that people want us to do it, but it, it, you don't just snap your finger and go open another gyms. Um, it, <laughs> And the people that do it that are in the franchising, I mean, that's, I know them too. And if it's the same chain or a same concept of a small sandwich place or a pizzeria or a casual, you know, whatever it is or corporate, it isn't easy to replicate what the expectation level is supposed to be. Yeah. And especially in this time with personnel, I just, I don't know. Someone would have to, yeah. I don't know, throw me a duffel bag of money. <laughs> yeah, 
No, yeah. um, I, it, it, that wouldn't do it. But uh, it's just, it, there has to be others that would want to do it. But yeah. I'm not going there here in Yon. I don't plan on it to go do that. I just want, I like what we do where we are. Well, um, we, we are um, proud to have you in Kyerville. I know that Kyerville uh, and East Memphis and Germantown folks are, are glad that you are where you are so they can en- enjoy the, the great food and service there. Um, I know Kyerville as a whole is, is proud to have you in Kyerville because, as I said to you earlier, it's really one of the crowning jewel restaurants that we have here in Kyerville. <clears throat> and uh, thank we, you. Uh, we just thank you for, uh, as I said earlier, being a member of the chamber. We thank you for being on the podcast with us and taking time out of your busy day of running or one of one of the best restaurants in town to be here with us. And uh, thank you so much. And we look forward to uh, seeing you at some of our events. And we look forward to uh, personally dropping in and having some good food up at Jim's Grill. Well, we appreciate you and all of uh, everything you all do to support and. Uh We'll continue this ride together. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> God willing. Thanks. Thank you. And that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning in to Corporate Cornucopia. This episode was brought to you by our sponsor, My Town Roofing. Replacing your roof shouldn't be a hassle. It should be a smooth process done in a timely manner and, most importantly, at a reasonable price. My Town Roofers has thousands of satisfied customers. Check them out at MyTownRoofing.com. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, head on over to www.CoggervilleChamber.com to access our notes, join the conversation, or leave a good review.